Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. I know it's been a minute, but welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast. That's right, with me, the mad chatter, Ryan MK, and of course, always by my side, the man, the salary cap, Tan, a Mr. A Mr. Aaron. What is up, my buddy? How's it going? Oh, life is good, man. Life is good. We've just had the first day of like unofficial free agency. Is that what we want to call it? So it's yeah, exciting yeah. time, but I'm doing good. It's been a good while since you and I have podcasts. Like I've yes. been doing a couple of small shows with Captain's Cabin, but I got to say, we're reunited. It feels so good. How Nita. are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm enjoying, you know me, I'm kind of a fan of chaos. So there's been a good amount of it here in the NFL, although I feel like there could have been a little bit more. We'll get into that. But uh, yeah, pretty good. I'm ready to talk some football. And I say we get into it and we start with all the quarterback news that's been going on as of late. So we had Aaron Rodgers stay put in Green Bay. Russell Wilson traded to, oh, 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 right here. Right here in the Maha City, traded to the Denver Broncos. So that's interesting. You had Carson Wentz go to the Washington Commanders. That was uh, um, interesting to say the least. We'll talk more about that. Brady unretiring, Kirk Cousins extension. Give me some thoughts on this stuff, and I'll kind of I'll, I'll kind of roll with you on it. So what, what you got as far as the QB situation here as of recent? Well. Let's start with Mr. Tom Brady, the GOAT, is back after a, what, one-month retirement. It's uh, it's kind of been the trend in the NFL, right? Retirement just means, I'm going to take some time off and I'll come back. But, wow, what a bombshell. Literally, the evening before free agency kicks off and Brady goes, I'm back. One of the funny things was he was trying to get some of his guys back. He got a center back with the Buccaneers. But one of the offensive linemen, he reached out to him and said, I'm back. Let's run it back. And he's, and that guy said, mm, kind of already got this contract with a, a different team. That's, that's the guard Alex Kappa with mm-hmm. uh, the Bengals there. So, you know, that is a little bit of karma there, you know, Brady, you can't just come in, steal the headlines of March madness and everything and expect things to go perfectly well. Like you wait that long. That's kind of the consequence there, but the goat he's back and I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll be fine. That division's wide open like no, none of the other teams have quarterbacks so uh, well we'll see i'll get into that in a, in a little bit but uh as far as brady i would say i mean this will be interesting uh, there, there's a couple of things here one there are some that believe um do a lot i obviously i listen to a lot of pft they do a lot of good reporting so you hear some of these things and there was a little bit of chatter of maybe miami trying to go after brady again there was also a little chatter of oh, mr kyle shanahan not being at the uh combine around the same time that brady was in that area so there's some weird things going on Maybe Brady's retirement was him trying to get it away to another team. And uh, 
things didn't work out. The Bucks left the light on. They didn't get another quarterback. Um, you know, things didn't just pan out. He still wants to play, so he's coming back to the Bucks. Uh, but it, you know, none of that confirmed anything like that. But there was definitely, for sure, some interest from the Miami Dolphins. Now, as far as I, I guess, I'll go ahead and bring this part into it now. When you say, "Hmm, not really any other quarterbacks in that." division well Deshaun Watson not a fan of talking about this dude in particular seems like a scumbag but football wise he has been cleared of criminal charges so it looks like the punishment football not that there there could still be punishment for him but it seems his long-term future is a little less in doubt now so teams are interested again and it seems as though he has met with today, he met with Carolina, New Orleans. And then I believe tomorrow he's potentially meeting with some other teams. So there is a chance that the NFC South not only has the unretired Tom Brady, but a Deshaun Watson in the division as well. And uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But it does seem like Watson's going to get moved this year. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, with Russ out of the NFC, and we'll get into that next, I guess, if you if you want to give me your thoughts on that. I mean, really, there, yeah, there's not a lot of teams in the NFC with those top with those top caliber quarterbacks. That, you know, so I mentioned Russ moving on. What, what do you think about Russ in the orange and blue? I love that. Tra- I mean, it's. I guess the past year plus we've been going, Oh, Aaron Rodgers to Denver. We knew that Denver has been planning to do something at quarterback and plenty of podcasts over the past year. We've talked about how Denver has a pretty stacked team at a lot of key positions, except quarterback, but it's, it was a perfect, perfect situation. Of course, Russell Wilson waived his no trade clause. That's a key Mm. thing there is that Russell Wilson didn't have to go to Denver unless he wanted to. And it does, it makes a lot of sense. He's going there. He has all these weapons. I will say, I don't know what the heck Seattle's doing. Uh, My only big complaint on that trade is why did they want Drew Locke as part of that? That just, I was left scratching my head, but kudos to Denver. Nothing that they gave up was anything that they're going to miss. Like, yes, they gave up Noah Fant. Oh, they've got Albert O, who is from a athleticism standpoint, he's a clone of Noah Fant. Mm. So they just goes to show that the way to build teams is, hey, when you're in draft and you're in free agency, like don't just go after needs. Like, hey, just try to find those good deals. Make your team the best it can be because you never know when an opportunity like that will, will, uh, will appear. So props to the Broncos. That division's going to be crazy, as you mentioned. Sure is. It's nuts. Poor Raiders fans. I just, I'm sorry, Raiders. You've got no chance. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. There was some rumors about Carr potentially being moved. We'll have to see because there are still teams out there needing a quarterback, Seattle being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you look at New Orleans, Carolina, Seattle, Cleveland doesn't seem to be completely sold on Baker Mayfield. Like there's a lot of – The Giants could maybe do something too. 
there's a lot of potential moving parts still. Uh, you could take Pittsburgh maybe off. I guess they're signing Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I get, and everybody seems to think his time in Buffalo showed that uh, he wasn't the entire problem in Chicago. I still don't have any faith in that dude, but I guess we'll <laughs> see what he can do in Pittsburgh. But I, do, I really do, and you know me, not a Broncos fan, um, but being in the Mile High City, it's pretty cool he's coming here. And like you said, oh, it, yeah. you know, people have some questions with him. Is he losing mobility, things like that? And I'm like, hey, man, a couple of seasons ago, they were lighting it up until teams started figuring out their offense and they struggled a little. And then last year, hey, it was a bad year. Reports that teammates felt that eh, Russ wasn't completely into it. And if he was halfway out the door and he was injured, yeah, he probably wasn't 100 percent into it so i'm looking to see what happens with a rejuvenated russ and i think in denver we get a russ renaissance and yeah it it, this division is going to be crazy i mean you got herbert russ mahomes this is just yeah it's going to be fun it's going to be fun so i'm playing games right there huh primetime games in the afc west oh man Oh, man. Yeah. Each game is going to feel like it has playoff implications. Indeed. Indeed. So what else do you got on any of these uh, other quarterback situations? Do you got anything else? You know, I I will briefly talk about Trubisky there because the contract is an interesting one. It's on on its surface, it's a two-year, $14 million deal. I'm honestly a little surprised because it seemed like he could get more on the open mm. market because as you mentioned, there was a bunch of hype. And I do think that he is deserving of this opportunity to show like he could completely flame out. That's perfectly fine. I would say that with this contract too, two years, that's not much of a commitment. I'm, I'm sure without looking at the details that it could very easily be a contract that they can get out of after one year. If it's just, if Trubisky goes out and plays like what we saw in Chicago, uh, now it has its incentive heavy. It's like it can get up to 27 million. So that's the smart way to have structured this contract. So knowing that I go, Hey, that contract, I got no problems with like that is to me, it seems to be a low risk, high reward type deal. If Trubisky is great, they're going to get a nice bargain. They're not overpaying for him. Good move for the Steelers. I, I think it's a better alternative than, trading all the assets to get to Sean Watson because the Steelers team it's the Broncos were a quarterback away. The Steelers are a quarterback and an offensive line and a defense <laughs> away. So makes more sense to go Trubisky route. I don't really think there was anything, anything notable. Teddy Bridgewater signed a one-year deal. That's so right. there will be the two doubters there. It will be interesting to see. It is a new regime. So, We'll see. But I, I thought Bridgewater would have gotten a better deal, but that's been the number one takeaway. The like arguably the two top free agent quarterbacks, not really getting big money deals in free agency. Yep. Yeah, Especially it's with so the Colts weird. there. Like the Colts, I would have thought. Yeah, have, yeah, because yeah, I've got money. a few few. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh no, no, that's that's all I want to say is they have money. They're just once again sitting on it. So I know their fan base is pretty restless there. Well, they traded away Wentz, which kudos to them. I'm not entirely Mm -hmm. sure what Washington is doing. I know they were 
desperately trying to find a quarterback. Uh, they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. They couldn't get Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So they settled on Carson Wentz. Okay, we'll see what happens. Don't have a lot of faith. Uh, and then the Colts were rumored to be interested in Jimmy G. And I'm like, what the fuck is the difference between Jimmy G and Carson Wentz? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? So there's Jimmy G still floating out there. But yeah, it, apparently Indianapolis also asked permission to talk to Deshaun Watson. But of course, the Houston Texans were like, no, no. So yeah, they're kind of in a bind. Yeah, it, it, I mean, they got out from under the Carson Wentz contract, but now, you know, they kind of need a quarterback and, you know, options are, are getting pretty thin. So it is yeah. interesting. <clears throat> and then I just have two things. I just, just two things quick. Aaron Rodgers. I think it's well known if you listen to this pod that the dude irritates the shit out of me. But this, all of this, just to stay in Green Bay. Now, don't get me wrong. I would have been not happy if he had come to Denver. So I'm glad that didn't happen. I did not want that motherfucker here. But it's just kind of like, like, there's the difference between like a him and a Brady. You know, Brady, he's going to go after it, you know. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is content to stay put and they're going to, you know, continue to do what they do and have good regular seasons and then not be good enough in the playoffs because they're not good enough. Like it's just what it is. It is what it is. My opinion, of course. And then (sighs) Kirk Cousins, you know, used to root for the Vikings. So I, I I always got my eye on him in a little bit and uh, was a little impressed with the GM hiring the coach hiring and then uh rumors come out that kirk cousins was really pushing for mcconnell and i'm like oh no but then kirk cousins starts popping up in trade rumors and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, get rid of that motherfucker (laughs) and then the extension comes with the no trade clause and all you can say is i guess the vikings are you know good with being mediocre i mean that that's what they i mean this is the same shit just a different coach and GM. It's the same shit. So I, it, it, that's just kind of inferior. And I, 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 like, I, some of these teams, I don't know what they're doing. Other ones, I love what they're doing. I love what Denver's doing. But uh, yeah, well, so we'll see what happens with Watson and Jimmy G. But there's clearly been a lot of quarterback business going on. And uh, it doesn't look to be done because – it, there is a good chance Cleveland does something. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, one of these teams, I mean, there's still got to be room for those rookie quarterbacks. There's got to be yeah. places for them to go. So there's, there's going to be, whew, yeah, yeah. Man, quarterback, quarterback carousel stuff going on in the NFL. It's insane. Okay. Moving on. Did you have anything else there? No, the one other quarterback to at least be, be watching is Gardner Minshew. He's, oh, that's right. he's involved yeah. in, in trade rumors. That would be a perfect, it's, it's cheap. A, it's a cheap contract mm. and it's one year. So it's, I'm curious because I was hearing some Colts yep. Minshew because they, they are familiar with him since he played for the Jaguars. So and honestly, yeah. for the Colts, that might be the best route to go. That and that might may be, be the, the only thing they can trade for. Cause with the Colts, I know a lot of people I'll say the difficult thing with Garoppolo is whether we like it or not, 
Garoppolo probably is going to cost the team a first round pick mm. to acquire. And, and it's probably have- the same for Cousins. Right, right. Like they only started to kind of get some draft picks. So <clears throat> Minshew is like the only one, the only quarterback they could trade for that I think is within their price range mm. in terms of draft assets. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. We'll keep an eye on all the quarterback stuff, but we move on to other news. And, uh, well, let's begin with Calvin Ridley getting suspended um, for gambling. And the craziest thing about this is, to me, i am just got a couple thoughts on it. And, look, I get it. It's, it's a pretty obvious rule. If you're in the NFL, don't do that shit. However, there's the, I do think the one-year ban and that seems to be automatic going back to previous incidents mm-hmm. of this in the NFL. That seems to be the norm. I have a real problem with that being the norm. And then players who beat the shit out of a woman getting like four day, four games or six games, or is it, you know what I mean? Like, and I also have a problem with there being the circumstance not being taken into situation or the, the situation not being taken into account. Like with this, clearly this dude wasn't a gambler. If you heard about what his bet was and he's doing it on an app, very obviously, like my guess is he was a little drunk and was just trying to have some fun. It was apparently some, I forgot all the details since I first got this show sheet together, to be honest, but it's not like he was sitting here fixing games and doing things like that. You know what I mean? That's the point I'm trying to make. The punishment seems a little severe. I get there's kind of a one year norm that's been going on, but it, it, I mean, come on, common sense, take some of the shit into context, I think. And so it, it's tough, but there you go a year for Calvin Ridley. And uh, it's tough because it, it, you know, he could have been a big piece of, of that Atlanta team trying to turn shit around and, now they're out him. Yeah, there is a lot to, to, to dive into the Calvin Ridley thing. And, and the first thing that I want to say is that I am 100% with you. It's, it's one of those weird things. You go on Twitter when the Calvin Ridley news broke and everyone talked about exactly what you mentioned. Like he's getting a year because he was betting on sports. Mm-hmm. But there's players that beat the heck out of wives, girlfriends, or just loose women that they've met or in Roethlisberger situations or really truthfully, like the Deshaun Watson eventual punishment. I mean, I'm I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for like the typical six games. Right. And I think it's like, both can be true. Those types of, of crimes should be punished harsher by the NFL because it's something that really needs to be just taken out of the world, not just the NFL. And right. harsher punishments would discourage at least some of that. Some people are just, they're, they're horrible human beings. Right. Now, for, for the gambling too, it's like the, the other side on that is like, that has been standard for, for NFL, for really all sports. It's yeah. like they don't want, ironically, they don't want betting in their sports. Although, you know, if you watch any NFL game, they're sponsoring DraftKings and stuff. So there is right. kind of this double standard there, which that is definitely a problem. But will the NFL address it? Probably not because money. 
but it's for people going, oh, that's too harsh for Calvin Ridley. It's like, well, technically that is just the, the rules. That's the punishment. And right. that's what they tell people coming into the NFL. Don't do it. Like that's part of like the, the rookie. Um, I don't know what that be rookie training with, with their money. Like mm. is don't, don't be stupid. Don't get involved with betting because especially now more than ever, they will find out. Like, it was something with like his username and they're able to like track the GPS and get it back to the phone. Like you just can't hide this stuff. You really can't. Right. Right. It's unfortunate. And you just hope that I, I think I am with you that it seems that it is as innocent as it could be. Right. It's not, it's, he wasn't playing in the games. He, even though like, he was actually betting on the Falcons, but I think he bet on the Falcons to win but you just hope that because it seemed that he came forward with it and with him being transparent and not trying to like hide it, that maybe it's just a serve your one year suspension, get reinstated. Now, the unfortunate thing is he's going to be up there in age for a guy that's still on his rookie contract. I want to say he'll be 29, I think, when his contract expires, because what will happen is he is entering the final year of his contract, but because he's suspended, it rolls over to next season. So, mm. yeah, right now he is 27. That means next year he'll be 28. And when that, when his contract's up, he'll be 29. So, <laughs> oh, oof. Yeah, it's Poor tough. Calvin Ridley. And, hey, I do, I do agree with you. They have had this standard of the one year. And, and I get that they definitely have to protect the integrity of the game, mm-hmm. right? And, and particularly now that they've taken on gambling as a partner, you know, and I, I guess just the, it's one of the things that makes me sick about the league is that there's no consistency. You know, they'll go after players and investigate the shit out of Tom Brady's deflated balls, right? Uh, but then, uh, you know, some of this other shit that goes on with the owners, they don't want to talk about, they don't want to make it public. They want to hide it all. And it's way worse than deflated balls guaranteed. So it's just, it's, I don't like it. And then you even look, just look at the, what is my cat doing? My cat has lost his fucking mind. He's been scratching the couch now running again. He's lost it. She's lost her mind. She's lost her mind. Anyway. She's a Calvin Ridley fan, I guess, or something <laughs> I'm like freaking out about this Ridley business. But uh, yeah, so the, but but it, and it's the same thing with this. It's it's like you're going to go this hard after a play. OK, something needs to be done about officiating, because eventually that's going to be become a problem like pertaining to gambling. And it's like it's just it, the way they treated it this past season was just ridiculous. So I, I it, like, I don't know. I, I I'm going to quit ranting on it, but <laughs> it, it's just like, I think it's just overall, it, it sucks because uh, you got to feel for Calvin and it definitely seems mostly harmless, but yeah, I mean, you know, as a company, they got to protect the integrity of the league. It, it's so they got to do what they got to do. I mean, all right, moving on. We got more wide receiver news. We got plenty of wide receiver news from re-signing to free agency. But before free agency, we did have another trade, and this one involving Amari Cooper going to Cleveland. 
Uh, you had franchise tags, not a lot of big name type stuff, but you did have Devontae Adams, who sounds like he's going to cause a ruckus and doesn't want to play on that tag. And then you got Michael Gallup and Mike Williams re-signing with their teams, the Cowboys and the Chargers, respectively. So that's kind of what's been going on non-free agency wise before we get to the free agency stuff. So what are your thoughts on some of these transactions, Mr. Aaron? I will say that all of the pre-free agency stuff is kind of tied together, right? Because we, we saw franchise tags, right? There was three big things that happened. There was Adams and Godwin got tagged and those right. franchise tags are going to be expensive. And then what happened is the Chargers came <laughs> in. The Chargers said, guys, we got Justin Herbert on a rookie contract and we are going to take full advantage of that. So right. the first thing they did, they locked up Mike Williams' three-year, $60 million deal. So between two expensive franchise tags and Mike Williams signing a multi-year contract, paying him $20 million on average, that actually kind of led into the Amari Cooper thing. Because the Cowboys fan got a little bit of insight on this one. The Cowboys were not going to pay Amari Cooper right. his his $20 million salary, and there wasn't a lot of guaranteed money. It was a really easy contract. Now, what people are kind of shocked about is the trade compensation itself. However, I will say the Cowboys were prepared to just straight up cut Amari Cooper. And I think right. everyone around the NFL, were they were, they were ready for that. They're like, the Cowboys have cap problems. They're not going to keep Amari Cooper with a $20 million salary. They said, go ahead cut Amari Cooper, we'll go and sign him, which then leads into the question, why did a team actually trade anything for Amari Cooper? And I think it's because all those big names that, that stayed on, on their teams for big money deals, people suddenly go, if Cooper gets cut and he becomes maybe the top guy, the top receiver on the free agent market, he's probably going to get a higher salary and more guaranteed money. So then that kind of led into the Cowboys going, oh, yeah, did we say we were going to release them? Oh, we're going to shop them. And we want a third, but we'll take a fourth. And what they do, they accepted a fifth round pick essentially mm. for Amari Cooper. So when people then go, how did the Cowboys only get a fifth rounder? The truth is they were going to move on from them. The fact that they got anything has to be, I guess, some sort of win for them. But <clears throat> Cleveland, hmm, that will be I, interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it. I guess it really depends what happens at quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do wonder if Cooper would be someone that would gel well with Baker, but on the other hand, is Baker going to be there? So that one is definitely interesting. And uh, yeah, I've forgotten about Chris Godwin getting franchise tag, but yeah. So that, that did kind of lead up onto that. And the Chargers weren't done making moves because oh. I know we're mainly on offense, but just very quickly getting into free agency, the Chargers went ahead and, well, before free agency, traded for Khalil Mack. And then free agency, they got the top, one of the top players in the free agent market, cornerback J.C. Jax. So they are just fucking loaded, loading mm. up on defense. They're, they're, you know, doing their thing on offense. This is going to be, man. Man, again, that division is gonna <laughs> that division is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Oh man! But uh, we get into free agency and and Jacksonville spending a lot of money. 
They go after Christian Kirk. They go after Zay Jones. They go after Evan Ingram. I like Christian Kirk. Uh, uh, but what, why, why, why is Zay Jones? I, do, I just don't get that. What is, what is it that I'm missing? I know he does the cool trick where he gets off the field and he has a nice catch every once in a while, but what am I missing that, you know, the Raiders went and signed him and now he was sought after by the Jaguars. Like what, what is going on here? I think with Zay Jones, it's, this is a guy that's had a trouble pass. He had the incident years ago, right. Where like he was trying to jump out of a hotel room. He clearly was messed up on something, but it really seemed to be kind of a turning point for him because it's a player that's got all the athletic abilities and he has high draft capital and kind of was able to rebuild himself with the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, when after the unfortunate Henry Ruggs situation, he was able to step into a role. Now, is he going to be a Pro Bowl receiver? No, but he does fit a role. He he's a field stretcher. That that is one good thing that that he does. That skill will keep you employed in the NFL. I don't think the contract is the worst because he he especially in the last like few weeks of the season and recency bias does affect everyone, including NFL decision makers and free agency. I mean, he had in week 17, an eight catch 120 yard game. And he had was this. So going back to week 12, two, four, six, seven games, including the playoffs, seven of those final eight games, he caught five passes, at least five passes, seven of those eight games. Hey, team's going, that's, that's not bad. Is he a number one option? No. Is he a number two? Not ideally, but certainly a guy that three receiver sets, like especially as a field stretcher, they can mm. fit a role there. Uh, and for, for the Jaguars, hey, they actually got a guy that can play outside because they kept signing all the freaking slot options. <laughs> but a lot of money, a lot of money for Zay Jones. Hey, props to him. That's his first big payday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to knock a player for getting their money. Sometimes I just question what teams think they're doing. And like, like, again, I, I could see adding Christian Kirk. Um, and, and you've convinced me maybe Zay, money a little much, but maybe Zay Jones, not such bad. Um, but, but then they get Evan Ingram into anyway. And anyway, another team spending a little bit of money is Miami. We mentioned, you mentioned they, uh, grabbed them some Teddy Bridgewater to back up to a, well, they also signed Chase Edmonds and Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to build up, trying to help out to a, trying to make this work. Um, <clears throat> seems like they're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. It seems like now they're really truly going to try and, and, and if, things can be believed they're out of the Tom Brady sweepstakes as well. And so now you just got um, them really trying to put some talent around to uh, try and make this shit work. And uh, I'll give them credit for that because I do like Chase Edmonds and uh, Cedric Wilson was impressive last year. So, and with that being said, I saw that Arizona did resign James Conner. So <clears throat> that will help them with Edmonds out, but it, it, you know, I, I kind of like what Miami's doing, to be honest, uh, a little more than I like what Jacksonville's doing, I guess. Certainly. They, they are finally setting up to a tongue of Valoa to have something. It really started right. with the franchise tag. They, they kept Mike just which 
honestly, it's a smart thing. This he's not a typical tight end. Honestly, he's he's a receiver that they kept for eleven million dollars. So they kept Jaseki. They they brought oh, in. That's right. And Cedric Wilson is he could be a nice like supporting cast guy. Um, right, right. It'd be interesting. Uh, he played for my Cowboys. He, and a lot of people that'll go, oh my gosh, I can't believe he got this one, that much money. If if you pay attention, he that is about what he was predicted to sign. Um, Spotrack was was spot on with mm. it. They they had a right around that exact average salary. And he can he's a flanker that can play in the slot. That's perfect. I think that that can complement Jalen Waddle very well. So, right. and I guess Devontae Parker's still there, but you know, at, at least adding weapons and they haven't lost anyone significant. I guess Will Fuller's out the door, but he didn't, he didn't do anything for him. Right. And I mean, they're spending some money on a running back, which they don't normally yeah. do. You know, they just draft <laughs> those guys super late. I mean, so right. uh, Gaskin truthers, Hey, he's got some competition and, but he, but he had it last year. So I, I mean, it, it, you know, they had that mismatch mishmash of running backs and now bringing in a chase Edmonds should help a lot. And he can catch the ball. It's going to be good for two and a half that outlet there. So I think it's good stuff. We'll see what happens. Um, now there's a couple of guys still out there. Obviously Amari Cooper going to Cleveland led to the Browns cutting Jarvis Landry. Reports I've seen cite the Bills and the Chiefs as being interested in Landry. And then we have Allen Robinson floating around out there. Browns, Chiefs, and Lions seem to all be interested in him. What do you think about those two players and where they might end up? Mm, I'll start with Allen Robinson. It would just be the perfect storytell ending where the Chiefs, who chose Watkins over Robinson, many years ago right. are able to complete the circle and this time come around and they pick up Allen Robinson. And having a receiver that has some size would, would be nice to compliment with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in the middle uh, with Jarvis Landry. One other, I'll say maybe dark horse team, very much dark horse team is the new Orleans saints, which Landry played at LSU, I guess would be kind of like a homecoming, but <sighs> Buffalo fans don't seem to be excited about Jarvis Landry joining their oh. team. <laughs> there's there's some bad blood from when Landry played with the Dolphins. But mm. I kind of go, if you're the Bills, you got Josh Allen, give him as much help as possible. I will say, I don't personally want that because I'm a believer in Isaiah McKenzie. I was excited that he got re-signed to a small contract. I was like, he could be the, the slot receiver because it, do, it does seem like Cole Beasley is just – out the door in Buffalo with McKenzie coming back. But honestly, at Buffalo, you're probably going to lose Emmanuel Sanders too. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to go to bring Landry in. And who well, knows? It may be a cheaper option. He I, I don't know how to much to play the yeah. slot. I, I remember he, he was that first year in Cleveland with Baker. I feel like if I, unless my memory is betraying me, he had a pretty good year and he wasn't just like, I don't know. I feel like Landry's a little more. I just feel like, his time in Miami made him labeled strictly as father because he was right. just constantly like <laughs> getting those short passes. So I, I don't know. I feel like the bills would definitely be interesting for Landry. Um, but imagine yeah, he did start to play 
less in the slot when he went to to, to Cleveland. It wasn't mm. as felt like in Miami he was always in the slot, right? <laughs> but right. but definitely a little more versatile than probably even we give him credit for. And that's what I'm saying. I think if you know if he goes to the Bills playing with Josh Allen, I think that's it. He could succeed as well as McKenzie. Like I think they could all succeed together but what the what the hell do i know so (laughs) but i do like what you said about a rob to the chiefs however landry can make some sense there too but it would be interesting if if alan robinson ended up with cleveland like what does cleveland do what if cleveland somehow because obviously they have said they would include Baker Mayfield in a trade for Deshaun Watson. One second. Fucking cats tonight and making all this noise. Okay. <laughs> um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, but can you imagine? The Browns trade for Deshaun Watson. They've already traded for Amari Cooper. They get Allen Robinson in free agency. I mean, whew, with Nick Chubb, oh, that seems pretty crazy. So we'll see. The, the, the Browns seem poised to try and make some moves. They've already done so by bringing in Amari Cooper. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Allen Robinson team up with Amari Cooper in Cleveland, depending on – and I'd be interested to see what happens with Baker with those two. So um, – I don't know. I don't know. That's what I that, that's what I think with that one. But the Chiefs makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. And I don't think we should be surprised that they've been quiet early in free agency. Uh, a lot of their stuff they've been doing is kind of internal. They they restructured a Frank Clark contract, which was key. Uh, that was a crippling, crippling contract. So mm. the fact that they got to do something was pivotal and I think may lead into an upcoming move for the chiefs. And I think something is kind of brewing. They wanted to kind of, they weren't going to be one of the top receiver players. They just wanted those teams that needed receivers to kind of get some guys and kind of cross their fingers and go, Hey, look, a Braxton Berrios is off the market. Oh, a Cedric Wilson off the market. And and going, Hey, those guys that you mentioned, Landry and and Robinson still there and Mm -hmm. probably cheaper tomorrow than they are, than they were today. Right. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay, buddy. Do you have anything else on free agency? That's about what I've got. The the only notable tight end, CJ Uzuma. Oh, that's signing right, with the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do low-key. I like what the Jets are doing. Nothing flashy for the CJ Uzuma and keeping Braxton Berrios, but I go, mm. hey, those guys – it's it's hitting singles in baseball. It's not a home right. run play, but hey, you know what? You hit enough singles and you, you're going to win. So, props to the Jets on that. Two key offensive upgrades. As we'll say, you know, I like mm. to think that they're going to hand the slot job over to Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, man! Yeah, I love this time of year of free agency stuff. Trades happening, draft coming up. Speaking of the draft, we had the combine recently as well. Now, we're not going to get a ton into it because we've got plenty of time to discuss the rookies, 
and the draft and all of that because that's coming next month. We have time. Now, that said, I will say one of the things people mentioned was the speed that we saw this year. And it is notable that there was a turf change at that stadium in 2020. Conspiracy theory, but anyway. So, Aaron, Mr. Aaron, in, any thoughts on, on the combine, some, some players that really stood out? Because I didn't get a whole lot into it. I'm going to have to dig in as we get closer to the draft. So anything you want to throw out there for combine thoughts? I'll give some quick takeaways here. One, disappointment, Isaiah Spiller. Uh, for people that have been starting to prepare for their dynasty rookie drafts, Probably two months ago, people are going back and forth. Brees Hall or Isaiah Spiller as the top running backs in this draft class. It is Brees Hall and a landslide between I those two. That, yeah. Just Spiller, just he, he would have been better just not testing at all. He, he didn't run the 40, which is not good because then he, he did the, the jumping drills and was horrible. So poor Spiller. Uh, the only thing going for him is he's young. Um, a couple of risers. One guy, this was a guy that I really, really like. I still do, but now I'm kind of sad because I don't think I'm going to get him as a sleeper anymore. That's Rashad White, running back from Arizona State. He, the knock on him was like, oh, well, he didn't really do anything. He's 23 years old. And what's, what's the deal? He went to, he went the junior college route. So there is at least an explanation and he caught a lot of passes. That's what caught my attention. And then he goes and was, he was pretty fast at the combine. So now mm. he, I think the consensus is he is now within everyone's top five uh, rookie running backs. And I could see some people having him above Isaiah Spiller. Mm. If they like more of the workout metrics over the youth of Spiller, but Spiller is sliding. And then if we want a Elijah Mitchell, a guy that could potentially be that, Pierre Strong, South Dakota State, small school guy. Like South Dakota State, that is super small. Yeah. The guy was electrifying. He, I, I could see him doing the Elijah Mitchell where because he tested extremely well, despite being in a small school, he sneaks into the fifth, sixth round. He's worth the late dart throw, especially in this class. The running backs – it's not good. It quickly after Brees Hall, it gets bad. It gets ugly real quick. Mm. I think for wide receiver, there's been a guy that has been rising up boards, honestly, since the Senior Bowl. That was Christian Watson. But kind of like Rashad White, he's not really a secret anymore because he blazed right. at the at the combine, and now people are paying attention. So you know what's the argument for ha having your rookie draft before the NFL draft? It's because you can get a Christian Watson before the NFL draft, probably the fourth round of your rookie drafts now. Uh, I could see him going in the second round of rookie drafts. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he is rising. Uh, Sky Moore is another guy that's, that's rising. He's a yep. small guy. But one of the things that stood out to me was, it was something like there's only two receivers that measured shorter than him, but he had the biggest hands out of all the receivers. Oh, and shit. for him to, he went to Western Michigan, not a powerhouse school right. for him to, to leave school early. He left after just three seasons. Like for me, I go that I pay attention to those guys. And then you tell right. us about the combine. I'm like, this guy may be legit in Western Michigan. That's where Dwayne Eskridge went. So okay. 
So with Sky Moore, he was kind of a supporting cast player, you know, next to the 30-year-old uh, D- Dwayne Eskridge in college. And right. then Sky Moore got his opportunity. He blazed. Uh, I think for receivers, that's the big takeaway. I'm kind of scrolling. I mean, there's other guys that tested well, but those – those are the two small school guys that really, really improved their stock there. The tight ends, no one really stood out, to be honest. Quarterbacks, mm. the, there's one quarterback takeaway. Uh, Des- Malik Willis? Malik Willis, he is definitely like a super flex. I honestly believe he should be one-on-one. Dual threat, dual threat right. quarterback. I find like, him very interesting. Yeah, like I'll take the gamble. But if you can't get Malik Willis – you may wait a little bit in quarterback because there's Desmond Ritter. He's intriguing because he Mm -hmm. ran really, really fast too. And people will knock him because played at Cincinnati. They went to the college football playoffs. They got curb stomped by Alabama. And that's really the people that have been against Desmond Ritter go, well, look, he played against Alabama and he looked horrible. I'm sorry. Most, most teams, don't look good against Alabama. Like, especially if you're Cincinnati, which props to their season, but right. you don't have four-star, five-star guys playing. <laughs> like yeah. you're you you're probably going to be outclassed. But Ritter is at least Yeah, you can't put that all on Ritter. There's a less talented offensive line in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. less talented weapons. So well, let's not get carried away. Exactly. So it's it's not a strong quarterback class, but in your rookie drafts, you know, if Ritter Ritter's probably going to fall out of the first round of most people's rookie drafts, and if he does, that like shame on everyone. Like if he's there in the second round, draft him. Like it's it's super easy. It's super flex. Get a quarterback because quarterback values like even if they don't do anything the rookie season, their value doesn't change usually. Right. Uh, Trey Lance, I get it. Trey Lance is. I believe is a better talent than Desmond Ritter. Trey Lance didn't do diddly squat this year. Mm-hmm. And arguably his dynasty value may have gone up. You know, it's yeah. Quarterbacks are weird. And if, if the draft capital is there with Ritter and I don't see him falling past early second round of the NFL drafts, like, mm. I don't know. And I could see a team trading up to the end of the first round to draft Ritter to have that fifth year for him. And yeah, if he's got first round draft capital, definitely take him. So for me, I think that's my two options with, with my rookie drafts is if I'm not taking Malik Willis, I'm not really, I don't really like Pickett, Sam Howell, Matt, Matt Corral. I don't know, but Desmond Ritter at his cost. I like right. It. Yeah, those are the two I find most intriguing. So I'll I'll kind of learn a little bit more as I dive in. But yeah, right off the bat, I have to agree with you on those guys. So mm-hmm. all righty. Well, excellent, excellent pointers coming out of the uh, the combine and the rookies. And again, we're gonna have plenty of time to discuss that and get into that. So whoo. Any, any final thoughts before we get the hell out of here, Aaron? You know, I think this was a nice kind of first show back. Something right. quick. There's a lot that we covered in a short right. amount of time. And more craziness will happen in the upcoming days. So who knows? That Maybe we're back recording sooner rather than later. Yeah, you never know. Never fucking know. Especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Because the, the more quarterback news could just be right around the corner. 
Oh, it's insane. All right. Well, for the salary captain, Mr. Aaron Stewart, and well, who you can find on Twitter at Aaron Stu, Aaron Stu09. And then of course me at RMK Madness. And you can find our podcast at DW underscore pod. Don't forget to check that out and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All of that great stuff. And we'll be back sooner or later. So for the captain and from the Mad Chatter himself, we are out of here and we will talk to you all again sooner or later. Peace out. Stay mad, everyone.